0: Hey, what's up? This is Renee from the Grow and Behold podcast. I just want to sneak a little note in here before you listen to this episode. When I first started this podcast, it was called the Business Babes Broadcast, but it has since been renamed and rebranded to the Grow and Behold podcast. So you are going to hear me refer to this as the Business Babes Broadcast don't worry, everything's fine. You're listening to the Grow and Behold podcast. I just I don't want to get rid of these first few episodes because they're a big part of the whole journey of the podcast. Um, So yes, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoy the episode.
1: Choosing not to use your platform to do good is choosing the side of the people who are doing wrong.
0: Hey, this is the Business Babes broadcast, a safe space for conversation about the stresses and successes of running a small business. My name is Renee. I work with businesses to build or improve their websites. And making a positive impact has always been really important to me. When I was younger, I wanted to be a documentary filmmaker who saved the earth from environmental doom. I didn't take that path, but now as a business owner, I can use those platforms to make positive impact in my direct communities. In this episode, I'm talking to Jasmine Walker from Sawstrap. We chat about mixing activism and business and using your voice responsibly. Everything about Jasmine sparkles, her products, her brand, and especially her personality. Jasmine is the owner of Sauce Strap, a small business that makes beautiful and unique sunglasses chain, or as I'll now forever be calling it, a sauce strap. She serves her community with great products, but she also uses her business platforms to provide education and context on issues that are important to her and her business values. Hey Jasmine.
1: Hello, how you doing?
0: Good, how are you? Good. Um, So before we kind of get into some of the business questions, can you tell me a little bit about yourself as a person and kind of how you got to this point in your business?
1: Yeah, uh, my name is Jasmine Walker. Um, I'm 31. I'm the owner of Softstrap. Um, Yeah, how did I get here? (laughs) Um, I don't know. I've kind of had like an entrepreneurial mind my whole life. Um, I've had some very ridiculous businesses growing up. Um, as a child, I had like a caterpillar removal, um, company, or I'd go and pick caterpillars out of people's street and throw them into the, out of their trees and throw them into the street. Um, not very ethical, but it's <laughs> a child. Um, and I had like, you know, whenever it would like snow super heavily, I would like make ice cream air quotes um, in my backyard from fresh snow and add like vanilla um, flavor and like go door to door selling my ice cream. Um, I had like colored sand at one point would go door to door telling my neighbors they could buy this colored sand to make like D- like DIY like sand thing. Like I don't even know what I was doing but I was constantly trying to like make a buck. Um, And yeah, so that kind of like continued as I got older. I didn't really like start any major businesses until, not major, didn't try starting anything until um, I was like 25. Um, I just like worked nightclubs. um, I worked like events, uh, retail, like you name it. I've sold it, knives, um, electrical contracts, um, cars at one point, like just, I don't even know. Uh, undiagnosed ADHD was pretty apparent when you look at my resume Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, and then yeah when I turned 24 I'd come out to BC and started going to music festivals um, a little bit more intensely than I had when I was in Ontario and then I decided to start making festival costumes Um, I did two businesses like that totally failed after like barely any time Um, And then in 2019, my dad died. um, And that was kind of like one of those, um, one of those situations that, you know, changes a person and like flips their whole world upside down. Um, So I stopped working for about a year. um, And during that time, um, I was pretty much just like a shell of a person. And um, I started going to um, like some music festivals in um, like Pemberton. And I started bringing my, my saw straps. Um, and after the first one, um, I sold out before I could even set up my tent. So then I brought more to the next one. And then I sold out in 20 minutes in line. And then the next one, I was just like, okay, like I'm just gonna do this. And I forced myself to make this business work because I didn't wanna leave the house during the pandemic. So all of my skills are face-to-face. <laughs>
0: Wow, that's pretty cool that um you were selling out before you even really knew that there was a demand and that, that kind of yeah it it really pushed you to be like, Oh wow, this is a thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I got lucky.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um so you've been doing that since 2019 or
1: so. Yeah. So I made like my first pair of, like for myself in twenty eighteen. Um after partying with shoestrings usually tied around my glasses. Um again, undiagnosed ADHD. I didn't Get diagnosed until I was like 27 28 um so up until that point I had no idea but like you know I'd put something down and then it's just gone and I lost you know I think right now I'm probably on phone number 70 but like I was just going through phones constantly losing my keys like I lose everything unless it's attached to me so yeah I kind of got like a little bit more serious about making sure all my stuff was attached to me and yeah I'm I'm a pretty bright Sparkly person, so I didn't want to be wearing like granny sunglass chains. Like I wanted something like that was ridiculous and over the top like I am. So
0: for anybody that's not familiar with your brand and your business, can you just quickly tell us what sauce straps are?
1: Yeah. um, so I make glamorous canine crystal glass bead sunglass chains that you can use for your mask. You can use them for your airpods, for your vapes, for your apple pens. Basically, if you lose it, you can use it type situation. Um, and I've kind of like started expanding my selection more into like just ridiculous over the top jewelry and accessories that you can wear, but also like neurodivergent friendly accessories as well. So um, earplug earrings that you can wear, um, you know, to concerts and festivals, but also if you have screaming children or you just have sensory processing disorder. Um, so you don't have to take your earplugs out. They're not noise canceling, they're noise reduction. So I can still like talk to somebody, but not get hearing damage or you know, get sensory overload. So just, I'm a rainbow glitter, sparkle dealer, essentially.
0: I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, And like, how was that um, expansion of products? Did that come, kind of come organically where you were, you would just kind of think of more things? Like, did you think you would kind of, when you first started, did you think you would expand to other products?
1: Um, Honestly, like, I, don't, I didn't really know what I was doing when I was starting. Like, I was just kind of like, okay, like, I very much just thought I was going to be exclusive, you know, sunglass chains. And then um, what happened? Oh, so I started in August 2019. So after all of the festivals had finished, essentially. So moving into 2020, I was like, okay, so I like booked a whole bunch of festivals and it was just going to be sunglass chains and like a few things that I bedazzled, like some sunglasses and stuff. Um, and then Obviously, like the world shut down with COVID. um, And so I had to do like a pivot and I just kind of like kept making random things that I liked and trying to sell them. Um, And it kind of turned into me selling like home decor, LEDs, like bright, colorful LEDs, basically anything that personally brings me joy, I will push out through my business um, in the hopes that some of my stuff will make other people feel happy. But now it's kind of um, I'm kind of doing like another pivot um, where I'm really pushing for lots of stuff that works for neurodivergent people. I kind of just go with the flow. I follow my ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Well, it
0: sounds like you're doing lots of um, really cool stuff. I love um, all the different products and. Yeah, it's just so useful, like you're, you're creating things that are helpful and useful for people that they might not even know that they have a need for until they see your product yeah
1: Yeah, that's definitely kind of like one of the common themes is like i didn't know i needed this like so it's it's been really fun and interesting to kind of like watch what things um and people get really creative with my products as well so like seeing the weird things i've seen a pregnancy test hung from uh, one of my saw straps before. It was pretty funny. Um, people even using them for like jewelry from like your ear to your nose ring. Like it's it's been pretty wild. It's, it's fun to like be in a creative um, industry
0: yeah that's really cool you're almost like collaborating with your customers where like yeah let's let's see what you can do with it and then you can be like exactly that's gonna be a product now
1: (laughs) yeah i also do like a lot of like questions um i'm pretty interactive in my instagram stories as well so you know like with my earplug earrings a lot of people don't have pierced ears so now i've just been kind of like in the process of trying to figure out how i can make my earplug earrings more accessible for people who don't have you know pierced ears so it's very much like what would what would work for you and you know getting the feedback from lots of people and trying to figure out how best to fit other people's needs um so it's it's just fun kind of like working with everybody like working with my customer base and future customer base to like make things that people like and are going to use
0: that's great to have that relationship with your customers and potential customers because then there's They're more involved and if you know if they feel like they've had a part in the research and development or something like they're going to be more um yeah what's the word dedicated or like loyal that's yeah. what i'm looking for they're gonna be more loyal to you because they're like you've yeah. created that relationship that's cool
1: they are they're they're super loyal i love my following um and i do also like name products after like customers so if somebody's gotten a custom and I really like it and I share it on my on my feed and people start asking for that specific custom. Like, I'll just make that custom available and name it after the, you know, the person who ordered it originally. So that always gets people really excited as well.
0: That is so fun. I love that. <laughs> I got to think of a real cool custom, though, so we can get the Renee out there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so tell me about your charity of the month. That's something that you have on your website.
1: Yeah, um, so I've been a little bit negligent with my website. So right now, it still shows IRSSS, which is um, the Indian Residential Survivor. Oh my goodness, it's mouthful. Indian Residential School Survival Society, Survivors Society. Um, And um, this month, currently, I'm actually donating to Community, which is a charity that makes safe space for the LGBTQ plus A community, um, the youth. Sorry, down in Vancouver. Um, they also have a whole bunch of like amazing programs. Um, personally, that I benefited from um, like a year after I even started donating to them, um, which is you know, um, BIPOC people who are BIPOC who need uh, mental health um, like uh, counseling. Um, they got like four free sessions, and if you were like an activist, like myself, um, you kind of got bumped to the front of the line. Um, so that was useful for me. Um, I also didn't know I was queer at the time. So now I, it definitely holds uh, a bigger space in my heart. Um, but uh, I've also donated to um, Hogan's Alley and the missing and murdered Indigenous women. Um, so community, I've donated close to $1,000 um, since my company's inception. The IRSSS, about $600. Hogan's Alley, about the same. Um, so I changed the charity each month. Um, to either reflect, you know, the month, so like October with, um, I believe it's October, with the, um, you know, Truth and Reconciliation Day, that's always going to be an Indigenous charity. Um, Queer Months, like, you know, June, uh, it's going to go to Community, um, or, you know, um, Black History Month, Hogan's Alley, uh, and if there's any kind of, like, major tragedy, usually I'll try and, like, funnel money to that charity, um, to a charity that's serving them. Um, Personally, I get really weird about donating to charities in general, just because there are so many um, quote unquote charities that Masquerade as doing really great things, but they're very insidious. You know, they're funneling hundreds of thousands of dollars um, into, you know, political campaigns that are like anti-gay, that are you know um, they're not helping people who are BIPOC um, so it's like cis white men um, cis white women Um, so I make sure to kind of vet the charities that I'm um, money's going to through my business to make sure that like people feel comfortable and they know that their money is going to something that's actually doing good and not lining pockets or going to a charity that's um, hurting marginalized communities
0: why is it important to you to use your business to help others?
1: Um, just one second, sorry.
0: Hello? Hi. Did you hear any of that? Um, there was like some mild struggle noises, maybe, but <laughs> that's it.
1: <laughs> um, a bear just was trying to get into my garage. A bear? <laughs> yeah, I live. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you just walked through like um oh yeah, he's across the street and so let me turn my camera around. How exciting. My goodness, sorry. Life is blemish. Okay. Never dull moment.
0: Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I mean, it's fun as long as everyone's okay and there's no damage.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: To the it's bear. Fun too. To see. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Um, okay, let me just see. We were talking about charity of the month did you always do charity of the month or was it something that you started through the process of your business development?
1: Um, I haven't done it. um, I think I've done it for, well, over a year now. Um, Yeah, I guess since January, 2021. Um, So basically um, the first year that I started, um, I started making these like rainbow straps um, and They are, uh, I called them pride and most of the people that were buying them were queer. And it's like a big thing for me. Like, I hate like rainbow washing. I hate greenwashing. I hate when corporations who have absolutely nothing to do with whatever community decides like, oh, like we're going to make a quick buck and like throw a rainbow. We're going to like say eco-friendly, but have like zero like accountability. I hate that stuff. Um, so that's actually when I decided to start um, donating to community Um, And so at that point, um, all of my straps that were uh, rainbow, um, 5% of proceeds were donated to community from each of those sales. Um, And then the George Floyd thing happened. And then I started donating to Hogan's Alley for like a whole collection for like the month of February. And um, people were really receptive because I do a lot of education whenever I am, I'm donating to whatever charities. Normally this year I've been pretty lax on it, but. Normally I like we'll get on, I'll do a live and I'll talk about it. I'll explain like the history of it, why it's important and like answer people's questions. Um, and so, yeah, in January 2021, I started doing every month, having it rotate. Um, and so, yeah, it's I've it's important to me. Like, I mean, I hit a lot of intersectionalities with, you know, I'm a black um, black woman. I'm queer. Um, I'm uh, disabled, like with lots of mental health issues. Um, so yeah, I, uh, it's like a special thing for me to be able to like be in a position um, like of you know authority where I can have conversations with people without um, them feeling like attacked. Um, I can educate people on topics that they might have not been exposed to. Um, or been too embarrassed to like ask questions because I'll I'll answer questions. I post, you know, saying like, if you have any questions about X Y Z, like put it in my question box, and then I answer them completely anonymous, so they don't feel singled out or anything. So
0: yeah, it really sounds like you're building a community around your business more so than um, just trying to make a buck, which I think the, the people can feel that like the the customers or the potential customers can tell when a business is just trying to make money or when they genuinely care about what they're doing and the communities that they're involving in um so that's really amazing to hear i think that's yeah really admirable what you do thank you um what does it mean to you to be a socially conscious enterprise like what does that um translate to in the real world um
1: Yeah, I found out like a couple days ago, so basically I was on like Clubhouse and somebody said that I had a social enterprise, but I did some Googling recently and found out I am not a social enterprise. I'm still like a regular business who's socially conscious Um, and it's important to me. Um, So business and politics are not um, mutually exclusive. They are one, right? how do politicians get money? Like they get donations and they get donations by businesses and wealthy people who likely own businesses. Um, So I'm really, uh, I'm very much uh, not a fan of not mixing business and politics um, because that's kind of like how you maintain the status quo. You know, Urban Outfitters, Salvation Army is probably the biggest one that I like really have a hate on um, because they do so much to like make sure that only, cis white people are the ones who are getting the help um, and they donate so heavily um, to lobby that uh, for anti-queer charities um, and politicians so it's just very important for me to make sure that people know what i stand for what my business stands for and like the only way to make true change is through people's wallets right so if you're not spending money with chick-fil-a you know they've kind of got to got to get the program if you're not spending money with walmart if you're not spending money with amazon they either have to change their practices and you know keep their opinions to themselves and not use business money to do horrible things or you know they'll start losing money which is like not what they want to do so i just yeah I, i think i try and do my part to make shoppers aware that like your money is You know has an impact and where you spend it is more important than a lot of the things that you think that you're doing online like if you're sharing something that's fine but it's not making an impact as big of an impact as it could if you just weren't shopping with that person if you weren't shopping with this business if you're not giving them money how are they supposed to donate to all these like horrible things that they're doing
0: Mm -hmm. actions speak louder than story posts (laughs) yeah exactly. And how do you use your business platform to amplify these messages? Like, you know, like uh, social media, I would assume is a major one, but like, um, yeah, what are your tactics, I suppose you could say, for integrating um, the messages that are important to you with your business?
1: Um, yeah, like my social media is probably my biggest one, my Instagram. Um, personally, like I have a lot of mental health issues, um, which I'm very vocal about on my social media. Um So I've been struggling this year to be as active as I normally am. Um, But normally, you know, like the whole month of February, every day at noon, I'm on doing a live educating on like different black historical figures. And like each day has like a theme and like how that directly correlates to like something that I've experienced in my life or my family has experienced, Um, you know, whether it's um, I'm biracial. So whether it's having to do with, you know, having half black, half white family members, or, you know, racism in the military or sexism or whatever. Um, I try and do as much obnoxious educating as possible. Um, I also, uh, you know, I speak at rallies. I, you know, will sit on panels um, and discuss these things. I've written opinion pieces for like local papers. Um, I don't know, I just try and, (laughs) I try and do as much as possible, so. And how
0: does your audience like react or engage with um, with you when you're sharing?
1: Yeah, um, my audience like loves it. I think um, I think social media is lacking like authenticity. Um, personally, like I've always been a chronic oversharer, um, so. <laughs> even if you look at my Facebook posts from like 14, 15 years ago, like I was just off my rocker saying thing, like everything that comes to mind. So I've always been kind of very forthcoming when it comes to um, my online presence. Um, And so, you know, having my business, um, I've I would say that I've tried to dial it back a little, but it hasn't actually happened. But like, you know, like I'll go, I'll go on my lives and just talk about my mental health. So like I've got borderline personality disorder, depression, anxiety, ADHD, insomnia, sensory processing disorder. Um, and with all those come, you know, extreme mood swings. So I'll go on there and I'll just like talk and cry about how I want to die and how things aren't fine. And, um, you know, social media is fake because everybody only shows you like a small, very curated version of what's going on in their life and everybody thinks everything's fine and things aren't fine everybody's life is shit everybody's going through something you know nobody's having a perfect life and the less people share that the more people have all these complexes and you know they start suffering like self-esteem issues Um, they start feeling lonely and isolated because they're having all these feelings and thoughts and they think that nobody else is experiencing them and then, you know, myself and a lot of my friends um, also, um, thank God I've like ended up surrounding myself with other business owners who do the same. But, you know, we all are very active in making sure to share, like, hi, I'm having a depressive episode and you're probably not gonna get your products for like, you know, three or four weeks. So, like, bear with me. I have never had anybody complain, no one would to this point. Um, and I think it's because I'm so, you know, like, sorry, I'm like having an episode. Um, so people are a lot more understanding than if I just, you know, took three or four weeks to fill an order, um, but yeah, people people very much appreciate it. People very much like identify with it. And to be honest, <laughs> the amount of people who have gotten ADHD diagnoses just from the amount of stuff that I share um, that has to do with you know everyday things that a lot of people think are normal but are actually like undiagnosed ADHD symptoms is it's ridiculous. But it makes me feel great because. You know it's hard struggling with those undiagnosed
0: wow that's really cool I mean it's that's like what an impact you're making just by being real and and raw um I'd say that's probably what attracted me to your business and your account in the first place was like your stories were just so like real like you were just like I'm struggling today and I was like me too follow like (laughs) 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 yeah um what advice would you give to a business owner who maybe wants to use their business platform for more activism but they're just they're not sure where to start they're just overwhelmed with the idea
1: uh just do it just get started right like i feel like women especially suffer from imposter syndrome we are just you know for us to do anything like we have to be so much better than whatever mediocre man is going to be compared to us for so we're just you know like everything has to be perfect we have to all of our ducks in a row I have to be perfectly educated in all of these things like and it's not the case like just do the thing right like whatever you put out first you're gonna hate it anyways you know however far down the line be like oh like I'm embarrassed looking at my stuff like this is so embarrassing um but you did it and like, it's gonna impact somebody. Um, So even if you do something and you've made a misstep and you've said something that's like offending a group of people, just listen, just listen to those people, do the work and then come back with A, solutions and be like having learned from that and moving forward. Um, I think it's really important that like, you know, people are just terrified to say anything because they're terrified of A, being canceled, and be of saying the wrong thing but cancel culture doesn't exist right like it's just people are being held accountable for their own actions and so if you are holding yourself accountable and you're doing things for Lizzo for example for using you know um, a disabled slur um, in her last song she didn't come up with any excuses she like took a couple days she re-recorded the song she um like took that out. She educated herself. She ed- educated others. She took ownership and like related how, you know, I should know better as like a black woman, what it feels like to have, you know, the impact of people's words. um, so like, I'll do better in the future. Like nobody's gonna stop listening to her music. They can see that she's done the work. So it's the same as a business. You can say or do something wrong with your business, and it's gonna affect somebody. It's gonna have an impact on somebody you're going to do something wrong and that's fine nobody's perfect no business is perfect so all you can do is just take everything that you it happens to you in your business as like a learning stepping stone and just do better next time just start
0: yeah what do you think holds most people back the, the fear of being wrong
1: or i think it's yeah like not Being so concerned with not wanting to hurt anybody that you're not saying anything, but silence is violence. Not saying anything is worse. Mm -hmm. Choosing not to use your platform to do good is choosing the side of the people who are doing wrong, choosing the side of the oppressors. It's condoning whatever their behavior is and saying that you align with that. Um, I know I'm very like, if, (laughs) if I see somebody's profile and they've got like the black square, I'm like, oh, okay, let me see what this person has done. And then I'll go through all their stuff. I'm like, okay, but like what actions did you actually take? Like, were you just doing this as like a publicity sense so you feel better about yourself, but you actually haven't done anything for the black community, you haven't learned anything. Like I take those things seriously because I see that as more damaging because you actually don't give a flying F about, you know, whatever cause it is. So, you know, it's it's action just. Yeah, I think the issue is just people not wanting to to hurt others, but not doing anything is is worse.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's a really good point to be aware that you're not just doing performative actions just for the sake of jumping on a bandwagon because everybody exactly is doing it. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Um, would you have any? Um you know, like big no-no's that maybe are the mistakes that you've made that you could share or things that you've seen other people do? I mean, other than of course, what we just mentioned of just being performative for the for the sake of having a story up or post
1: up. Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing is having an opinion but not educating yourself prior. So just going on and being like, this is my opinion on something that doesn't affect me personally, has never affected me personally. And like, this is just like an objective thought that I'm throwing out there with zero lived experience. Like, you're gonna get roasted for that. Um, there And like, there's not a whole lot of coming back from something like that. Like, it's just pure ignorance, it's willful ignorance. So take the time to do a little bit of reading, reach out to friends from whatever community it is that you wanna talk about and see if, you know, like, just curious if you have the space to talk to me about this this is something that like I've noticed that hurts my heart and like I want to be more educated on this topic so that way I can like you know educate others and like have an opinion or you know what I mean like just do do the work do the thing but also do the work Mm -hmm.
0: and do the work behind the scenes first before you share something I think sometimes personally what I've experienced sometimes is I want to share things and then if I'm not educated yet I will take the time but then I'm like oh I'm not sharing things but it's like what's more important me taking the time for the education behind the scenes quietly to Mm -hmm. myself personal development and then when that's you know ready or developed then you can start sharing or whatever but it doesn't have to be like you know if you want to start talking more about whatever sort of rights like it doesn't have to be on a i don't know you know like like pride doesn't you don't have to talk about pride during june it can be whenever um so there's not like a there's not like a deadline you don't have to like keep up with the times if you see something that you could use some more education on taking the time and not needing to push it out there to the people before you're ready to talk about anything exactly
1: yeah i think that's like that's definitely like a big thing um and I feel like people also want to have, you know, a hundred percent like the full story. Like I personally like have always struggled with, um, you know, speaking about Palestine. That's a really, really complex topic that, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Um, you know, same with, you know, talking about, um, gosh, racial topics just in general. Um, it's it's really difficult when, you know, you're a white passing person and you wanna have a discussion, especially if you haven't educated yourself on it. Um, but doing the basics I think is enough and saying like, you know, starting with I'm not 100% versed on this, like not speaking with authority, like I know everything about this. Like it's, you know, I'm in a place of learning. This is what I've learned so far, sharing it with your followers and asking, you know, like, what's your take? What do you think? a it's going to increase your engagement b your following is going to be interested that that's something that's interesting to you and something that you want to help out with and like the amount of people that will reach out and like actually educate you and give you resources for you to follow up with um or you know um uh, there's definitely been cases where i've seen other businesses post things that are, are problematic and like i'll immediately message them and be like hey just letting you know like." this is like really offensive to XYZ community, here's why, like maybe you should take that down and go do some reading and like come back and apologize, you know, like, so again, like there's not really any proper way to do anything, there's not, you're not gonna not make mistakes, you just have to go into it knowing that you're gonna make mistakes and you're gonna offend people and just know like, you know, don't get defensive, just I'm sorry, I'm gonna do the work and do the work and like let your following know after, you know, like follow up with them so that they can see that you've held yourself accountable. They can see that the business is doing things to try to, you know, to make the world a better place. And people want to spend their money there, you know, especially with everything that's going on. People are very eager to like do something that's making them feel like they're doing something good. Um, And if you're not going to donate personally, it's easy to like give um you know give links to your followers for like you know this person needs money this month or you know this um this charity needs help this month so like let's donate um and i I get lots of followers who i'll just share somebody's thing of like somebody who's in need um and like i'll get lots of followers being like i donated like thanks for letting me know you know like people just want to do something that's going to make them feel good and make them feel like they're making a difference
0: yeah and you're connecting them with those opportunities by sharing Um, something I just thought of too was like in terms of social media especially is if you're looking to like educate yourself more is to take a look at who you're following and who Mm. who your immediate circles are because sometimes I think you know the idea of putting in the work can be it shouldn't be but can be overwhelming where it's like oh my god now I have homework I have to read something after work or something but if Mm -hmm. you're a looking, taking a look, a critical look at who you're following and who you're exposed to every day on social media, and and following new people that don't look like you, don't serve yes. the same communities as you, then you're going to naturally absorb that information mm-hmm. and those different communities and cultures more organically, and it's not going to feel like homework as much. Yeah.
1: And like you, I feel like I learned a lot. Um, I I guess I didn't even think about that. That's actually something that I did in 2020. Um, on my personal page and my business was just completely like start from scratch and see who I was following. Um, I don't follow a whole lot of my my customers. Um, a lot of the pages that I follow, shamefully, I follow a lot of cat pages, although I shouldn't be. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I follow a lot of you know like um, there's an account called Impact, um, and it's basically like anything that's going on in the world, and they explain hard topics and break everything down in infographics. You know, I follow disabled creators who, um, there's one of my favorites right now. Um, I think her handle is like girl who shits in a bag or something um, mm-hmm. and she's got an ostomy. And so she teaches people like everything there is to know about living life with an ostomy bag. And like, I never knew these things. And like, I see it on my feed and it's great. Cause I'm, you know, I'm learning things about the disabled community that I would normally like, I would have never thought about, you know? Um, and following business accounts, following, you know, boss babes and just, you know, entrepreneurs and like celebrities who um, you don't see a lot in the limelight. But now, you know, they're they're multimillionaires because they're making the right investments and they're talking to people about generational wealth and, you know, good ways to like help your family make money. And um, it's very much about, you know, the the accounts that you're following. It's It helps you with inspiration It helps you with learning, um, it's it's definitely better than just following like a whole bunch of influencers and constantly being like advertised to.
0: Yeah, and it totally helps normalize things that maybe aren't so normal in mm-hmm. your specific life. Tell me about the the name of your business, like the story behind choosing that name.
1: <laughs> it's a ridiculous name. Um, so I, I don't know, I was just trying to figure out a name for my product. There's not really like a said, like universal name for like a glasses chain. There's like glasses lanyard, glasses strap, you know, sunglass chain. Um, And so I kind of wanted to be like the band-aid or the Kleenex of this product um, where people associate my business name with the product, even if it's not my product. Um, So I was trying to think of like unique names and Yeah, I just kind of like stumbled on sauce drop. I'm obsessed with sauce. Um, I'm a Heinz fanatic. If it's not ketchup, then it's ranch. If it's not ranch, it's barbecue. And then, you know, cycle through. Um, I don't need anything dry. Everything has to be like completely like soaked and soggy and probably gross to other people. Um, But yeah, I just like my sauce. So (laughs) they're called sauce drops. And I can't tell you how, how often um, I've like let a friend like borrow my sauce drop and they're like, Oh, it's all rusty. I'm like, Oh no, that's just dried ketchup. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's so, hilarious. Yeah. And like even my other business, um, I do cosmetic tooth whitening and tooth gems as well. I'm like that one's saucy teeth. Um, I just love sauce, sauce.
0: Oh, you, you really never
1: know until you ask. <laughs> I know. I know. Some people are like, is it like a chain for your sauces? I don't, I don't understand. I'm like, I mean, you could. Could be. Why not?
0: That's the next product. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Something for your hot sauce.
0: Um, I'm going to make a, or I am in the, I, are, I am creating a playlist um, of songs from all my guests. And it's actually out there now. So if anyone wants to listen, it's on Spotify. It's called the Business Babes Perfect. Playlist um can you suggest one or two songs that we can throw on there
1: free woman by lady gaga is like it makes me cry all the time i don't (laughs) i don't know why but like it just gets me going i'm like yeah i am a free woman like i can do whatever i want i am you know the boss of my future (laughs) um and ariana seven rings ariana grande seven rings um, because she writes her own chat, she buys whatever she wants for her, her and her friends, and, like, that's kind of the way that I am, you know, whenever, I mean, it's been a tough two years having a festival brand um, with a pandemic going on, so, I mean, it's not like I'm 7 ringsing around, but normally, like, you know, when I have money and I want to do things, if I ask my friends and, like, the only thing that's stopping them is money, I'm like, you know, come do the thing, like, it shouldn't be That shouldn't be the only thing that holds you back so i really like that that vibe from the ariana song
0: awesome those are some great additions to the list (laughs) um and then my last question for you is if you could go back into a time machine and talk to yourself um when you first started the business a few years ago what piece of advice would you give yourself that would be that would help you along that journey
1: uh don't let your fear of success hold you back um i feel like yeah i don't know i've i've only like just within the last like three or four months started like stepping into like i am worthy of you know success i'm capable like i can handle it i can do it um and i think when i first started um you know my partner is not supportive at all of me and this business and i think i kind of like let him get into my head um we're just polar opposites and he just doesn't you know he's never been to a festival he doesn't like get festival culture. So, and then like we've also been in a pandemic so he doesn't see like the potential um but now i'm very much like whatever fuck you i'm gonna do what i want and also like i am doing something that you know not only is a useful product but it's people that product want uh, people want and you know i'm doing something good for you know the planet and for other human beings so like i'm capable you know i deserve success like and if i'm successful then that means i can do more you know i can do donate more to charities i can do more work i'll be able to hire people for more of the business aspect and i'll be able to do more things for people in general um and so i've been stepping into that and i've been like seeing the rewards and i'm like oh wow okay like so if i actually do believe in myself and like do whatever i need to do that's necessary for me to be successful instead of just being like oh like that's gonna be too hard or like you know like nobody's gonna nobody's gonna pay attention to you if you do this um and now i'm just doing it and it's working out so yay
0: yeah, so proud of yeah. you thank you that's uh yeah. that's that's a really I think that's common, the fear of success. And I don't think it, people yes. even realize that's what holds them back. But it's, yeah, mm-hmm. success can be scary. <laughs> you're not it sure what it, lo- what it looks like down the road. Right.
1: And like, you don't want to scale your business before you're ready. Right. Like, that's true. A huge business killer is, you know, scaling too quickly. And like, I don't know what I was thinking, like, obviously, but I was like, don't want to scale too quick. I can't make that much products, you know, like, was just terrified of it. And now it's like, okay, like there's other ways to like scale your business, diversifying like how many products that you carry, you know, like who you're marketing to. Um,
0: and where can people find you if they would like to get in touch or follow you? Yeah,
1: um at sauce drop on all social media. So Pinterest, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and then my website is www. Ugh, www.saucedrop.com um, to purchase anything. Well, thanks so
0: much for chatting yeah. today. I really appreciate it. It was some really great conversation.
1: Yeah. Thanks for, you know, literally bearing with me with the bears and the. I <laughs> <laughs> This is a great chat. Hey,
0: thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, you can leave us a review. It's super helpful for a new podcast. Thank you. The Business Babes Broadcast is going to be taking a short break from weekly episodes, but we will be back soon. You can stay in the loop by subscribing to the podcast or joining the email list on our website at businessbabesbroadcast.com. And by the way, I keep saying we, it's just me. It's uh, it's just me. (laughs) You're doing enough, Business Babes. Keep learning and creating your intentional impact in the world.
1: Just start and just do better next time.